inspiring quote YouTube rewind 9.2 million dislikes and we all get that <laughs> what a terrible quote from <laughs> one of the most inspirational men of my childhood <laughs> we get a quote where Will Smith he talks about Fortnite and he talks about Mark I like Marquez Brownlee if you don't know him he's a tech reviewer on YouTube um, I didn't. I think most of us won't know him. <laughs> Who the hell is that? But that's what he would want. If he controlled YouTube Rewind, that's what he would want. Okay? Okay? Do you understand? Man, this is like <laughs> the guy who gets a genie and gets three wishes and like asks for like cookies or something. <laughs> Bullshit like that. Like you have so much power. If you were to have Rewind, you could do so many things. And this guy's like, I want Fortnite. And I want Marquez Brownlee. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, Marquez is good. He, he's good. he gives some good tech reviews, I guess. But I wouldn't wish for him if I had a genie in a bottle. Yeah. I can think <laughs> of, like, so many things I would wish for before that. Like, this is the guy who's like, can you do my laundry? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Welcome That's back actually... to the Rice Dynasty podcast. It's your number one uh, podcast for Fortnite news. Michael, this morning, China, the Chinese government, has banned Fortnite and PUBG. What do you think? God. <laughs> Can we do this around the entire world? Fortnite is terrible. <laughs> I think it is a great decision, and I think uh, we should pressure Donald Trump on Twitter to do the same. Well, he does listen to the podcast. So, <laughs> Donald, my guy, I love you. But Fortnite, it's got to go. Got to go. It's terrible. We don't need it anymore. Getting rid of it, it's going to be great. Ban it. It's going to be great. And it's time to make Smash the official game of the United States. You oh. know what else is the official game of the United States? Fantasy football. Woo! Special edition of the podcast. We're not talking about Fortnite today. We're talking fantasy. Even though this is the Rice Dynasty <laughs> Fantasy Football Podcast, we do normally talk about Fortnite, yes. of course. Yes. But today we are going to talk some football. Oh, yeah. Including our RIP session. We're going to be giving tribute to all of our fallen teams. Rest in peace. Now that we are in the final four. Oh, boy. Of the Rice Dynasty, the inaugural Rice Dynasty <sighs> playoffs. Everyone's going to look back at this inaugural season and say, that guy was the champion you know that's what i i, I i'll tell you what my fan my family fantasy league has been going on for this is our 10th year and uh everyone looks back at my dad who was the first champion as the champion you know <sighs> like he won it first even though i had a three-peat in there no one cares about my three-peat no one cares because it was like the fourth championship or something like that right so it all comes down to this. I'm talking to you, Tom. I'm talking to you, Adante. I'm talking to you, Anthony. We'll get to you later in the show when we preview preview these final four matchups. So first, we want to talk about our fallen soldiers. 
So the fallen teams in this league, those who will not be crowned the inaugural Rice Dynasty fantasy football champion, are EdgeFan69, Brock, slash Andrew Wells. They still get to go together for the rest of this season. Uh, Chris Brenton, Brentopolis, RIP Chris Humphreys. So sad. Yeah. Uh, Milford Bird Lovers. RIP everybody. Everybody <laughs> on his team died. <laughs> or else he might actually still be in this. Yeah, RIP to the Bird Lovers. Like, all the birds are gone. They're all dead. Uh, Max, your team is gone. Emmanuel Sanders, Hunt, Gordon, everybody. Like, all his best players. Literally, Kareem Hunt is... He might actually be done forever. He might never play again. And I'm not even kidding, which is sad. Uh, Alex George, the underdog of the league who just decided... Mr. Derrick Henry himself... Mr. I'm going to have two guys outscore Michael's entire team just to stick it to him for calling me so bad all year. And, of course, Quinn's soft dick that never got any harder. (laughs) God, that team was bad. And then myself. Trust the process. Evan Ingram's hamstring. Whatever you want to call me. Oh, man. It was a tough year. What a hammy. What a hamstring. Yeah, that's how I would describe your season. You really pull pull the hamstring, pull the hammy right there. Every time you thought I was going to get going, I just pulled up. And I had nowhere to go. Um, we're going to recap the best moments from everybody's season who um, is now dead. So let's start with the worst team in the league, Quinn's Soft Dick. All right. I'll, so I'm going to give a little recap of the entire season, and then Michael's going to give his... Uh, Quinn's shining moment of sorts. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, so Quinn, uh, I mean, he came in. I think his season went downhill right away. Um, from the draft is what I'm talking about. Uh, I think a lot of people didn't think those last five picks of the draft were too important, but they were very important. Very important. Quinn left for those five picks and got four quarterbacks, I believe, in those five picks. Yeah. Which you do not need. Uh, no, not when you only play one. <laughs> especially when his backups are now Derek Carr and unfortunately Matthew Stafford is that not is always good. Unfortunate. Not good. He's usually a fine fantasy quarterback, but he has been bottom tier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he has Kirk Cousins, who's been—I mean—he scores a lot sometimes. Other times he doesn't. Look too good, but uh, yeah, he ended up dropping a lot of those quarterbacks. He could have, I mean, that is, those picks are where everyone got their, like, rookies that, rookie sleeper yeah. picks that are looking really good right now. Yeah, honestly, uh, those picks were usually the difference because those were the bench players that would come in on bye weeks and yeah. either make or break your season. Exactly. So that's where Quinn really fell through. Yeah, but, and then he... Uh, I guess to recap a season, it never went up from there, really. He beat Alex, he beat Edgefan, and uh, that was it. He traded away uh, Antonio Brown for Cooper Cup and a first-rounder first Cooper Cup. Ended up getting a season-ending injury, um, but he does have that first-rounder. Um, and honestly, I'm looking to trade Antonio Brown next year, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he's slowing down a little bit here at the end of the season, but that's fine. Yeah. I am going to give him his best part of the season was his trade for George Kittle. Obviously. He made a trade with oh 
Who do you make it with, Max? No, that was Brock. It was Brock, yeah, Brock. For Rob Gronkowski. And George Kittle has been an absolute monster for um, Quinn's team, like the sole highlight. And in week 10, he had a matchup with Edge Fan, the guy he traded with, and was able to beat him. So that's a pretty great moment for Quinn. Best moment of the season. Quinn, you had you had very few highlights this year. George Kittle was a big one. Oh yeah, that nice was nice move. Probably his probably a shining moment move right there. I will point out in that game also he was playing Des Bryant, who was not playing. <laughs> Des Bryant was won. on injury reserve, and he still got a win. And scored 100 points. That must have been the week that Dez was coming back. Yeah. So he's like, oh, Dez is back. He put him in. And then he didn't see the news that Dez got injured in his first day of practice. With the Classic. Sets. Of course. Yeah. Uh, who's next? Um, so I'm going to go in order by your finish. Uh, so next, let's recap Alex George's season. Uh, yes. Alex George. So... We could talk about the draft for this guy as well. Mm-hmm. Drafted Lamar Jackson very early on, which is a great pick, but he dropped him. <laughs> uh, Lamar Jackson has done super well uh, in fantasy these past couple weeks now that he's actually the starter. But, uh, I mean, fifth is probably too high, but he still had value. He ended up having value. Yeah. And Alex <laughs> dropped, dropped him. Dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's uh, I think that sums up his season pretty well. He's he's five and eight. He he had some very lucky wins where uh, his opponent scored very low, including me, eighty four to eighty. Other weeks he scored one fifty out of nowhere because someone like Derrick Henry would score fifty points. Jesus. Uh, yeah, Mitch Trubisky had a fantastic fantasy season. Yeah, that was actually a great pickup for him. Mitch yes. Trubisky was one of the highlights of his season. Um, and now, honestly, things are looking up for Alex, because Amari Cooper is looking reborn yeah. as a Dallas Cowboy. Yeah. Um, he's looking like a good wide receiver one now. Like, that's crazy. So, And I do like... I do like some of his rookies as well. He has D or his 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 bench players, not necessarily rookies. He has D.D. Westbrook, who I think is a very talented man. And yeah. if the Jags can get a good quarterback, I think he's got good value. But uh, Alex, he almost made playoffs. Um, his team's pretty trash, but I mean, he pulled out some wins. He did, and I will point out probably his biggest wins of the season. Well, his biggest win, probably his best moment. I thought for sure. After a 60-point performance the week before, in my rematch with him in the toilet bowl, it would be an easy win, and I would end up without a punishment. Like, we're with, with three choices at a punishment. But no. Derrick Henry and Amari Cooper decided to score more than my team did the entire week. And Alex, there is your highlight of the season. You played Derrick Henry and you got Amari Cooper. I think you traded for him. Amari Cooper? Yeah. I think he drafted him. Oh, he drafted him. Okay. But still, uh, that's going to be a great pick for you now. And uh, you don't you get three choices out of punishment. So I think that is the highlight of your no season. No ACT. No ACT for Alex. <laughs> Sad. Would have been nice practice for him. Yeah. If we're in mm-hmm. order, you're next, right? I am next. Go ahead. Talk about my season. Talk so, about it. Michael... Um, I mean, his season started out very sad uh, because because Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Le'Veon just. I don't think there ever should have been any doubt in their minds. This guy was just not coming out on the field this season, (laughs) 
and it sucked. Yeah. That was his number one pick. What picks you have? Like two or three? I had the second pick, and I was between him, Barkley, and Zeke. Oh. And I picked wrong. <laughs> Imagine how different the league would have been if you had Zeke. Or Barkley. He, yeah. Imagine if I had Barkley. But Zeke wouldn't, wouldn't be on my team. He never would have traded to my team. I, my team would have been worse then. That's true. Um, but yeah, Barkley's insane. Oh yeah. my goodness. Uh. Um, yeah, I, that's a very defining moment. Obviously, I mean, you you were there the whole season. You were competing with other teams. Uh, your season picked up once you gained Lamar Miller in a trade. Um, Devonta Adams was probably your most consistent best player throughout the season. And yeah. then once Seattle started focusing on the run game, all your Seattle running backs gained tons of value. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, unfortunately uh, Mr. Evan Ingram did something to his hamstring pregame and decided that he might be able to play when he w- was not fit to play. And, he decided uh, maybe or maybe <laughs> give me give me give me a uh, 5 minutes into the first quarter and then I'll decide. And then I'll decide. <laughs> and then he decided no. I'm not going to play. Literally it's he literally cited because of how good the Giants looked on the first drive. If the Giants didn't but, score But then he didn't even play the next week. So obviously he wasn't ready. He obviously wasn't going to play cuz he didn't even play the next week. This guy he screwed me. Too much of a competitor. Dear God. You need to drop him. You need someone who will give up. You Honestly, know? <laughs> I need someone who knows their limitations. <laughs> Melvin Gordon, he knows his limitations, you know? Certainly does. Um, yeah, so some unfortunate, uh, some unfortunate losses there at the end of the season. You were so close to making the playoffs, and you had the roster, the talent to do it. Um, alas. Yes. What was your shining moment, though? Oh, I think everyone knows what this is. I predicted something in week seven. <laughs> that there would be one team in this league, a team who is still a Final Four team, I might add, would fall in his very first game. Like, he would fall for the first time. He would not make double-digit victories without losing. Tom Myring. You were 9-0. and I predicted it in week 7. I put you atop my power rankings after I call you a fraud all season. And I proved it. I defeated you. And in addition, I also had a .04 victory over Brock to keep my season alive. That was pretty awesome too. But most importantly, Tom, undefeated no more. I started the losing streak. <laughs> yeah, Tom. Uh... Four games in a row Tom has lost. He's never recovered from that loss. And then he did recover last week with 127 points. But he didn't play. But he didn't play anybody. So, <laughs> so he still has, he has yet to win a game yes. since I knocked him off. Tom, you that? will not win a game because you are still recovering from that loss. And Dante's going to beat you this week. That was the third highest score. That was the highest score out of anyone last week. Yeah, but there was, was no pressure on it. That was in the playoffs. He's mentally out of it. That's crazy as well that the two high scorers last week were in the toilet bowl. Let's not talk about that. Too <laughs> Next, ooh, Andrew Wells, Brock, Slash Brock, Edge fan, fan. sixty nine. Honestly, if I if I could go back, I would hope and wish that this man had made playoffs over Max. Unfortunately, because of all of Max's injuries, 
Um, because he had a hell of a week last week. He would have beaten Adante. He would have beaten me. He would have been beaten Chris. No matter who he was playing, he would have beaten in the playoffs. Yeah. And been on to round two. Uh, but he, so the season started, we got Andrew Wells, he heard about the thing where he had to pay money, and then he said, nah. Nah. <laughs> this ain't me. Um, he drafted a, honestly, pretty decent team, though. The, yeah. The computer did. Um, and he even lost Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, exactly. Or no, that was Anthony. Anthony drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh. And uh, him? Brock, no, Brock traded for him. Oh, okay, okay. Um... But yeah, he's got a pretty good team uh, and a pretty good future, too, because of Mr. Saquon Barkley. Yeah. That's a very, 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 very good pick. Um, and honestly... Andrew I Wells, mean, set him up. If, if this team had George Kittle still, oof. I know. Very good. That was a bad trade. Andrew never would have made that trade. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, overall... A pretty good season for a team that entered like halfway through the season and got auto-drafted. Yeah, he really did a great job as manager. Sony Michelle was a great player for him. T.Y. Hilton turned out to be really good. Mm-hmm. Gronk was his only bad trade. I don't know why he got rid of George Kittle. That guy is good. Um, and he didn't even have Jarek McKinnon the whole season, who was yep. a really high pick for him. So, overall, very good year for Edge fan. Just missed playoffs. Definitely a contender for next season. Uh, best moment, though. Best moment had to be week six when he defeated you by 40 points. Yikes. I think that was his first week in the league. And that is how Brock let us know. I have arrived. <laughs> Edgeman is here. Edgeman is here. And unfortunately, that his, also his best moment was Andrew Wells giving up his ownership of the team. Yes. Which was sad. Yeah. I was very sad. That is pretty sad. R.I.P. <clears throat> but we Humphreys. we luckily have a, a we have a replacement, which I didn't think was going to happen. Nope, we do. So I'm very thankful for you, Brock. Thank you, Brock. Welcome to the league. Um. All right. Next, we have Milford Bird Lovers. I mean, this guy. I deemed him the unluckiest t- team this year. Uh, I still am going to give him the crown. <laughs> this was, uh, I mean, he was, he had like a losing record at some point, but he had, I mean, he scored the most points, second most points. He was up there. Just sad. Uh, honestly, his draft was good for running backs. He had Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt, two nice, not too old, pretty good running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Jones was a great pick. He was really good on picking the young running backs with talent. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers, the exact opposite. He was pretty awful with wide <laughs> he picked, dear God. He picked all the old ones. He picked Larry Fitzgerald. Um, he picked Golden Tate. He picked uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, who's he a, had basically a senior citizen wide receiver Yes, class. and now Emmanuel Sanders just aged about 10 years with his torn ACL. Like, that might be career-ending. He might be done. Yeah, so... Uh, wide receiver-wise, not the best. He's definitely going to want to pick some rookie wide receivers in the draft next year. I mean, he just got... <laughs> goodness. He could have competed if he... He definitely could have competed in the playoffs if he had Hunt, Gordon, Sanders. Those were fantastic players, so... And yep, they carried... Too bad. Kareem Hunt 
he may never play again. Um, Gordon just decided, I don't want to play anymore either. Kareem Hunt's down. That's my teammate. I'm done. No more. Thank you. And Emmanuel Sanders, he just he ripped open his knee. So yeah. that's not fun. That's it's crazy that his injuries are his injury to Emmanuel Sanders might be like career ending, and then Kareem Hunt's the Kareem Hunt situation might be career ending. Like yeah. not only did he have suspension and injury problems, but they're career ending, super important which for is, a dynasty league, which yeah, is sad. Exactly, it's super sad for him. That's I mean that's just ugh. I, I would be very upset if I were him, and I know he's upset. Yeah. The highlight of his season, though. He had one game that he needed to win in order to make the playoffs. And Evan Ingram <laughs> saved his season, kept him alive, and sent him to the playoffs. Max, you have a lot of thinking of Evan Ingram to do. He's got to be your favorite player. Because had he, um, had he played, or at least told me, Ah, dude, I'm not going to play. You should put in uh, someone else, anybody else, like Kyle Rudolph, for example. You know, we should actually talk about that as a league at some point if I should have been allowed to switch. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, we could talk about that, but uh, I don't know. We Maybe. can put it on the docket of offseason yeah, should we do a if vote? you want. Should we do a vote? Should we do a vote? Is oh. this a reference to, uh, are you pretending like we didn't do it? Oh, we did a vote? Oh, <laughs> that's right. How did that vote turn out? Did I win that? Oh, I won. Anyway, um, you did win the vote. At the end. I did win the vote. It was four to I, I, four I because did, someone did win the vote. someone took away the Evan vote. Ingram. His hamstring. It's in the chat. Someone it's, took their vote away. I won the vote. <laughs> and anyway, um, Max, you have a lot to be thankful for. Thanksgiving was a very thankful time for you. I'm sure you said a prayer for Evan Ingram and his hamstring. But you did make the playoffs. You avoided a punishment. You still had a good season. Outside of the fact that your dynasty status is not looking great. Congrats. Yeah, he's going to need a good draft. Going to need a very good draft. Uh, Chris Brenton, unfortunately, don't don't like to see his name in the graveyard this early. It's sad. I thought that team had a chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he would have played Tom Brady over Drew Brees, he would have been in. Oh. Uh, which is sad. I don't think anyone would have done that, though, honestly. Yeah, um, I, and I get that. Chris, uh, you came out the gate and pressed me and Michael right away with his draft. Yep. Um, we had him like very high in our power rankings. Um, and honestly, I think he could have had a much better record than 7-6. and six. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he got unlucky in, in a few spots. Uh, a few losses were very close. Yeah. Uh, and I think his team was better than 7-6. and six. Um but yeah, yeah, Christian McCaffrey is has got to be your MVP this season. It's unfortunate you're out. I do like your team better than than Adante or Max's, um, or Tom's. Yeah, or Tom's. But I, I can't discuss that because Tom just got a buy, so yep, didn't even really have a chance there. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate, honestly, because we had three of the best. We had probably had the three best teams in the same side of the bracket. Yeah, and it just worked out that way, but. I mean that's what I, I seating is seating's interesting. I definitely want to discuss it. I like the choosing or the switching or something like that because um, some teams like Tom can start off nine and four or start out nine and zero oh and then finish the season on a four game losing streak, but he's still the two seed in the end, even though he is uh, one of the worst teams in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, Chris, what was Chris's shining moment? So, um, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I clearly remember this. Pittsburgh played a Thursday night game, and they played Carolina, and Ben Roethlisberger threw for 328 yards, five touchdowns, and ran for 27 yards. That's 51 points in fantasy. And Chris texted me and said, I think I'm done. Like, I don't think I can win this week. And it was against Max, yeah. our unluckiest team in the league. And Chris came out, and he had Duke Johnson, or Duke Johnson, David Johnson put up 36, Christian McCaffrey put up 35, and Drew Brees put up 37. And he just came back out of nowhere and uh, just dominated the rest of that game and pulled off a massive upset. Max was the... Well, I guess technically they were the. That was so odd. They scored one fifty one and one forty six, but that week they were the fourth and fifth or third and fourth leading scorers in the league. But still, that was an epic matchup, one of the best games of the year, and uh, he pulled it off in yeah. what was an incredible comeback win for Chris Brenton. Unfortunately, Tom Brady and Drew Brees kind of screwed him over in the playoffs, and yeah. he has fallen. That game was definitely overshadowed by the best game of the year, um, me versus Anthony, which was the same exact week. We will be discussing game of the year postseason. Yes. So we can talk about that later. Um, but yeah, that was a God. That was such a crazy game. That was I a great. Can't week. wait for this rematch. And now we are going to move on to our preview of the final four. Whoa. Final four. It has all come down to this. Let's. We should talk about what should be what should be the third place match first, right? Yes, we will talk <laughs> about what the third place match probably will be. So if I'm looking at this week, I mean I'm going to predict my games first. All right. All right. So I'm looking at Tom versus Adante, and we've talked before. Neither of us really love these teams. But I think I have done my best to set Adante up for success with my trade to him of Julian Edelman. Um, so I think that's really going to help him out. Um, uh, Dante's team is not deep whatsoever. Fortunately, though, his top is not bad. His starting lineup is not bad. Man, it's going to be tough. I don't think James Samuels is going to be that good for Tom this week. I don't think he's going to do a whole lot in Pittsburgh. I think that's going to be the difference. So I see a Dante moving on to the finals. Wow. Why is he? I'm trying to see if he can play anyone over Samuels, Jalen Samuels. I don't really see anybody that he would. Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake maybe. maybe. The only reason Drake did well last week was because of that last insane play. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, really want to play Jeffrey him. Wilson. How did he maybe. do last week? Jeffrey Wilson's been doing pretty well ever since he took over the starting role in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That might. Uh, I I would probably go Wilson. Um, it's like it's choosing between three people who are probably aren't going to do that well. Exactly. But I would go Wilson. Um. Yeah, I mean, these both had Dante as Dante Pettison at his flex, as his second flex too. So these two teams, they're not very deep. No. Uh, Tom finally had a nice week last week uh, after his four-game losing streak, 
Um, Never recovered. Michael Thomas finally scored double digits again. He only scored 15, though. And I'll point out, he also has Spencer Ware going, and I don't know if he's going to get the majority of the carries this week. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Spencer Ware's a bit um, a bit hurt. He's banged up a little bit. Yeah, he didn't practice Tuesday, uh, which is yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and his game's on Thursday, so that's very... That's, that's very problematic. Not looking good. Yep. I'm probably going to go with the Dante, too, here. Julio Jones had a very good game last week, and he faces Arizona. Yep. Um, Cam Newton against New Orleans. Uh, yeah, I like Dante's team better. Travis Kelsey is going to score a lot of points this week, especially mm-hmm. if Tyree kills out. But I don't think Tyree kills going to be out. Either way, I think Kelsey's going to score a lot of points. He, yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just don't see Tom's team pulling it off. But I think it's going to be close. Um, I think Adante will take it though and move on to the championship the Rice Dynasty championship game good for Adante yes. okay um, going on to a rematch of the game of the year the last time these two teams played they combined to score over 350 Jeez. that is just insane in this league yep. we've never seen that and it's going to be yourself an amazing comeback by the GP Wolves. Yes. And always rebuilding. Who is still rebuilding <laughs> somehow, even though he's been consistently the best team in the league. This is, Fantasy has this at as a 60-40. I think it's closer than that. Um, man, I don't love Jameis Winston against Baltimore. And Ezekiel Elliott against Indianapolis, that's probably a pretty good matchup. I don't love Philip Lindsay against Cleveland. Crazy. And Crazy that you don't love that. I'll tell you what. Just letting you know. Um, Antonio Brown against New England, I don't love that either. But what I actually think this is going to come down to, and this is going to be hilarious, I think this game is going to be extremely close going into Monday Night Football, and it's going to come down to Alvin Kamara versus Mark Ingram. And I think that's going to be the difference. Because as I told John last night, Alvin Kamara is going to score three times this week. Mark Ingram will score once at most. Anthony moves on to the championship game. I also want to point out our week one matchup, which is also I should be up for game of the year as well, where I was down 133 to 90, came back and won 134 to 133. These games have been insane. We have a (laughs) combined in two games, they are tied. Yeah, basically. They are tied after two games. Um, this is, uh, I'm just so excited to play Anthony again. I'm not even going to give, I don't even think I'll give a prediction. I'm just excited that it's happening again. Unfortunate that Carson Wentz is not going to play because now I have to play Jameis Winston. Against Baltimore. And I uh, think that's not good for you. I don't, I, did, I don't know if I want to go in on like Josh Johnson or somebody else random. Everyone on the free agent, every free agent in the league also has a terrible matchup too. I don't know what to do there. I think you should play Justin Jackson over Mark Ingram. I really do. Uh, if Melvin Gordon does not play, I am going to be doing that. Okay. Um, which was what I was going to say. I don't. I Melvin Gordon definitely seems like he's going to play right now. So I think it would go down to Monday night then. But if Melvin Gordon doesn't play, then it's not going to come down to Monday night, which I would very much like because I don't like Mark Ingram at I will, all. I will say this. If Melvin Gordon does not play and you play Justin Jackson, I think you will win. Yeah, I, I'm very much hoping for Melvin Gordon to just take another rest, but this is such a big game. This is Chiefs-Chargers. Like, 
this is huge for the Chargers. Yeah, they need to win this game. game that so. I really believe Melvin Gordon. He practiced yesterday, like I, or he was limited in practice yesterday. I do think he's gonna play. Uh, so it's looking like I unfortunately have to play Mark Ingram, but I I also could could ponder some Jordan Howard action. We'll see. Dang, I don't know. This is gonna be such a great matchup. I'm really excited for that, even though I'm not even in the game. Yeah, like, uh, I think this will decide our champion. I think it's pretty clear that these are the two best teams in the league. Tom and Adante, they deserve to be here because they've had good seasons. But I think these are the two best teams in the league, and it will um, it'll be interesting. I mean, this... Like, it's so funny because you guys have people who are on the same team. Like, you, he has Juju. You have Antonio yeah. Brown. Like, who's going to get more touches? Like, And then, like, you have Ingram. He has Kamara. Like, who's going to get more touches? Like, I don't know. It could be going either way. Like... I'm pretty sure he has Diggs. Never mind. Uh, Tom, Tom has, Tom has Thielen. Uh, Thielen, but yeah, he has Diggs. Like, I like how we got Odell, some. Like, we got some like matchups going on too, like Philip Lindsay versus Nick Chubb on on Saturday night. I do feel bad for him though, and I don't know. There's got to be another tight end out there somewhere because he's currently starting Julius Thomas, who or Jordan Thomas, Jordan Thomas. who played four snaps last week. Like Anthony, what are you doing? Like. Put in Austin Hooper. Like, yeah. come on. I think Austin Hooper would probably be the better choice. Not. <laughs> They're saying he's going to play this week too. Yeah. So that's a huge. That's a huge turn of events too. If a guy who's scoring two turns into a guy who's going to score like eight. Yeah. Could could play this week is what it says. Especially with how close these matchups have been. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> like less than one point or right. one point yeah. every time. Five points is a huge difference in this game. So. Yeah. I don't know, Anthony. You gotta make some. Uh, you gotta make some decisions here. This is uh, this is your championship. Oh my God, this is. I mean, I just get. I get so excited thinking about playing Anthony again, just because the last two were just so much fun. Even though I I fell a bit short on the last one. Mm-hmm. I still had such a such a fun time rooting for Odell on that uh, Monday night game. That was fun. Uh, even though he dropped the ball, he dropped the ball, and then he he caught the ball, winning the game for me. And then the ref said, "No, nah, that's holding. Sorry, <laughs> no, that's holding. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, pal. You you didn't win." I remember laying. We're in my room right now. I remember laying specifically right over there on the floor, uh, knowing that. I had lost the game right there. That's at that moment where they pulled the flag out. I was like, "Well, that's it. That sucks." It's so sad because Odell like had. I was at the same score I was at at the end of the third quarter. The entire fourth quarter, Odell was doing nothing. All I needed was one catch, and he was just like, "Nah, nope. I'm done for the quarter." One reception. Yep. It's like my uh, Brandon Cooks thing a few weeks ago where I needed one reception and he got a catch for zero yards and I started screaming. Yeah. My dad was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, yes! Brandon Half Cooks! Half a point! <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, man. I was on the phone with you, too. Yeah. I remember, like, just start. It was like... It was at least like twelve thirty at night because it was a Monday night yeah. game. But it was so late. The best game of the year the, was the, the Rams game. Chiefs, and the, it was because the Rams had a false start on their yes <laughs> the first down. So they had to they pass had to the pass ball. It. Yep. Oh, fantastic! Well, I mean, we're getting to the end here. This, this is, is it. It's honestly, this has been one of my favorite fantasy leagues. Um, I've been in so many close games. It's been amazing. Um, 
and I, uh, I'm upset at you, Carson Wentz, and that's the last thing I'm going to say. Anything uh, else to say, Michael? I will say one last thing. We have two weeks left, and a champion will be crowned. But more importantly, this week will decide who has to take the ACT. <laughs> we forgot. We need. We do need to preview the toilet bowl. Oh, uh, do we have to? Yes. <laughs> All right. So we have determined that Alex will get the choice of the three punishments, as Brock is yes. immune from punishment, as agreed upon by the league. Mm-hmm. Which means it comes down to me versus Quid. Dear God, if I could lose last pick of the punishments. And I know that if John wins this league, I will end up taking the ACT. <laughs> Probably if Anthony wins this league too, maybe Tom or Dante the will ACT be is just the best punishment. Like I feel like no one's gonna avoid that one. So it comes down to that. If I'm gonna have to take the ACT or not. Oh my god, I'm so scared. I'm going to be a grad student taking the ACT. People are going to be like, what college do you want to apply to? What what are you taking your senior year? And I'm like, I'm 23. I'm at least seven years older than There is no purpose in taking the ACT if you have already graduated. People are going to be asking me for a ride home from the ACT. <laughs> Because they can't drive to, yet. I can't wait to like pregame this ACT, tailgate it. <laughs> I'll be coming out and there'll be people drinking in the parking lot. And people will have taken this seriously. They're going to be like, what the hell is happening? Parents are going to be mad. I'm th- going to be so embarrassed. Oh, dear God. Come on, Quinn. I think we do need like a duo kind of like draft. We need a draft. Um, the rookie draft mixed with like at least a couple punishments live, you know. Live punishments live on punishments. the podcast. And most of these, most of the people are from Michigan, right? I think yes. everyone's from Michigan. Everyone's from Michigan. So like sometime in the summer, we could easily all meet up somewhere. Oh god! Oh god! The, the Rice Dynasty inaugural punishment bowl. Oh boy! Oh my god! Please. Followed by the rookie draft. Followed by the draft. So that's it for today. Um, will I take the ACT? The most important question of the week. <laughs> Dear God. Oh, wait. i got to make my predictions. Uh, no. Quinn's going to lose. Hey, I, you know what? By the way this season's been going, I'm going to go based on what I scored last week. I'm going to say Quinn's going to win. Wow. I know my luck. Yeah, he did beat you last week. Based on my luck, Quinn is going to pull off the upset, <laughs> avoid the ACT, and I will be the one sitting in a classroom this summer. You gotta understand that Quinn only Quinn had George Kittle score of forty points, and he I don't care. He only scored hundred seven. I don't care. <laughs> I know it's gonna happen. I know my team. It this this team will let me down. It always does. I might start Sam Darnold because I'm just so scared. Wow. <laughs> Over Rodgers? Yes. It is the Bears. He, they completely the shut Bears. down exactly. Jared Goff. Goff got picked four times. Yeah. Knowing my luck, Rodgers will get picked like eight times, and I'll get a negative five from him. Well, Rodgers likes the cold a little bit more than Goff. That's so. true. Uh, I'm a little uh, more, a bit more confident in him. Uh, so scared. Yeah. Got it. So John's nervous about winning the championship while I'm on the other <laughs> end of the spectrum. Don't I'm take nervous the ACT. about being the toilet bowl champion. <laughs> We'll see what happens. I'll add to the punishment. If you don't get at least a 28 on the ACT, you have to take it all over No, again. no way. <laughs> I barely got a 28 the first time. At least a 32. No. 
in grad school getting worse grades than the high schoolers on the ACT. Oh, God. That's right. going to suck. Well, that's it for this week's episode. We'll be back next week to preview the first ever Rice the Rice Bowl. That's what we're going to call it. The Rice super Bowl. Super Rice Bowl. The Super Rice Bowl. I like that even better. Uh, yeah, but good luck to uh, Adante, Tom, Matt, uh, Quinn. <laughs> Quinn, Michael, me, all the people playing. Anthony, for, especially. If you haven't read the rules yet, uh, Max and whoever's he, who's he playing, Brent. You guys Chris. don't. You guys don't have to. This your fifth place game does not determine who's in fifth place. Yeah, that's way, so. the that's the one game of all of these that means nothing. Yeah, uh, Alex's game means nothing too. Just, just because. Year, just because Brock. Um, yeah, doesn't yeah. have to do punishment, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, good luck to everybody, and we uh, will catch you guys next week.